Hello and welcome back or welcome to the Riley Breakfield Show. I am your host, Riley Breakfield. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. I do, if you've seen a clip or something, I do that out on YouTube as well. Um, this is a podcast where I mostly talk about college football because that's what tickles my interest. But I talk about a wide range of varieties of I don't know. I talk about a lot of stuff, whatever kind of comes to my mind, whatever tickles my interest, whatever wakes me up in the morning, whatever makes me think about what could make the world a better place. That's what I talk about. So welcome to my show. I hope you're having a wonderful day today and I hope that uh, you're prepared to uh, hear what I have to say. Let's get into it. I'll be at a great weekend as well. Talking too fast. I am currently watching this uh, Cardinals versus 49ers game. Um, going pretty slow. Just watched Jimmy Garoppolo throw a touchdown to George Kittle. Um, love that. Love that for George. Love that for Greg. You know, I'm a big George Kittle fan, so I love to see him get points whenever possible. But all around, you know, a couple of big news things I want to hit here that have been going on. You know, and then my top five. We got a pretty good one this week. Then my top takeaways from college football. A couple top takeaways and thoughts from the NFL. Finish off with just my thoughts. Also a good one, I believe. So stick around. Should be hopefully pretty good. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and share with your friends. Let's get into it. Donald Trump <clears throat> was reinstated on Twitter over the weekend based off of a poll that uh, Twitter's new owner, Elon Musk, did. He put up a poll, and within, I mean, the amount of time that it had, I saw that there was, before it was over, there was almost 13 million votes, and the votes were all in favor of Mr. Donald J. Trump coming back to Twitter, which he ultimately is reinstated now. But he hasn't tweeted anything. So nothing exciting there. Sticking with Twitter though, CBS no longer is um, was no longer posting on Twitter up until the news of Donald Trump being reinstated came out. Donald Trump in turn or CBS in turn decided to come back to Twitter based off of that information. You hear that? I think that might be my truck. Should I find out? Let's find out. Give me a sec here. All right, that's not my truck. No worries, we're good. All good in this neighborhood for now, I guess, until it fucking <clears throat> something happens. Who knows? Good, never know. <clears throat> but yeah, CBS they decided to leave Twitter um, because they didn't say they they said that they didn't support. Um, what Elon Musk was doing or something like that. They took off their main page. They were taking down all their other smaller market pages. But then as soon as the news that Trump was pretty much being reinstated, they immediately jumped right back on the platform. So thought that was quite hilarious in my opinion. It's like a little kid trying to trick you. You know, they're like, oh, look what I'm going to do. And then you're like, I can see you this whole time. You're not doing anything. Like you're still here, you loser. So no, not, not the kids are losers, but some of them are. I mean, it's just natural. Some people are losers. That's just how they're born. Melvin Gordon got cut this weekend because of his fumble problems that he's been having with the Denver Broncos, which sucks for me because he's on my fantasy team. So that really kind of blows me a new hole. But I'll be all right. I'll have to pick up somebody off the waiver wire. But I hate to see it for Melvin Gordon. I've always, I've always liked Melvin Gordon. I always thought he was pretty good running back in this league. So it sucks to see him. You know, kind of have to figure out what's going on. He's been having some issues. So hopefully he can get that all figured out and squared away and get back to his old self. Chris Hemsworth um, 
found out that he has a very high likelihood of getting Alzheimer's, so he decided that he's going to step away from acting for a little bit um there's a clip going around on the internet you can i'm sure you'd find it or if you haven't seen it already pretty sad deal i mean it's a pretty shitty feeling i'm sure to find out something like that you know the high he has a very heightened risk of getting it so you just hope that he can get it figured out and hopefully spend some good quality time with his kids and get back into acting if not whatever you know you just you're just happy for him that's all that matters so a little bit little last piece of news here that i saw over the weekend this one just came out today actually Four-star quarterback, Marcus Stokes, I believe is the kid's name. Yep. His scholarship was revoked from Florida because he had posted a video over the weekend of him rapping to a song that had featured the N-word. It wasn't hard R, I believe. I didn't they I didn't I didn't watch the video. I just kind of assumed, I guess, if it was hard R, Jesus Christ, brother, check yourself into a mental hospital because you can't be doing that shit on the internet. But my question is, is why 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 is it still such a big deal i guess i understand you know the use of the word with the hard r i i understand why you know that's that's upsetting to black people because it's it was always used as a derogatory term it's always a a term used to demean and put down black people because of their skin color it was a harsh word it was a horrible word but the other version that is commonly said on the internet that's commonly said in rap music that's commonly said in tv shows and movies and I mean, professional athletes, I've, I've seen them use it. I mean, I just don't understand why we're still letting that word carry so much weight over us when it's something that is used consistently on a day-to-day -day basis. And yeah, I know I'm not black. I just, I know that other people aren't black, shouldn't use it. I, I get that, but I almost don't at the same time because it's just weird to me. Um, it's, it's used so nonchalantly but it's almost it's used as the word dude is used as the word bro or man or whatever in black culture so i'm just confused on why we still keep making a big deal out of it it's just a word why do we let any words carry weight in this world why why should fuck or cunt or shit or whatever why should those why are those words bad words why are those words oh you shouldn't say that why i i i just I've never understood it since I was a child. I'm, it's just stupid to me that you, you let words carry so much weight that they, they affect how, I mean, you see it today with cancel culture, man. It's like, you can't say this word because it offends someone. So I don't give a fuck. I don't. I mean, who, why, why do words carry so much weight? They're just words. Actions speak louder than words, right? So why, why should words mean anything? If I want to say, fuck shit bitch like why why is that a big deal why i don't i still don't understand why it, me as a white person can't use the n-word in a joking tone that also means bro you know what i mean i just to me it doesn't make sense it's it's weird i don't i would love for someone to maybe reach out to me and explain this to me so that i can you know fully understand it I'm obviously never going to use that word or post stuff on social media because I understand that that does affect people. But I just, I don't understand why we still, in today's world, allow for words to carry so much weight over us and affect who we are and affect how we view other people. When in reality, they're just words. And like I said, actions always speak louder than words, right? So, I don't know. But as far as my gambling went this weekend, I I did okay. The cleavage report was... Uh, almost at 50 percent you know i nailed the illinois the maryland and the kansas state west virginia over tcu screwed me a little bit but i mean they still ended up winning so retrospect i'm still happy for them the vikings won that was a terrible pick i should have listened to vegas on that one i don't know what i was thinking 
the Bengals Steelers under I I just had a feeling and I never bet unders and that's why I don't bet unders because every time I feel like I bet an under it seems to go that way NC State money line that was also a pretty bad pick but what are you gonna do you know Chiefs minus five that one almost hit as well but I don't know what are you gonna do it's just how the world works I guess sometimes you're hot sometimes you're not now for this week's top five, my top five this week is Thanksgiving foods. This can be anything, the main dish, the sides, yada, yada, yada. Starting off number five, a good little appetizer here, deviled eggs. I mean, deviled eggs any time of the year is good, but you know, it's just one of those things you get used to having on Thanksgiving and you can just never get enough of. You can eat the whole fucking plate. I mean, you can sit there and just chitter, chitter chatter with your uncle you haven't seen in a while or your aunt you haven't talked to in a couple days and just sit there and chitter chatter and just see as many deviled eggs as possible because that's how good deviled eggs are and I fucking love deviled eggs. Number four, green bean casserole. Good crunch, good sogginess, good whatever it is. I just like green bean casserole. It just makes makes me wake up in the morning on Thanksgiving and think, damn, I'm going to get some green bean casserole today. It's a, it's a good feeling every now and then, you know? Number three, easy, mac and cheese. You can never go wrong with mac and cheese any time of the day of the year, but it's one of those dishes at Thanksgiving. You see the big old plate of it. You're like, I got to get me some of this, and you get about 10 scoops, and everyone's mad at you because you took everything, but you're like, whatever, I'm fat. I don't give a shit about anybody else's feelings because that's what Thanksgiving's all about. It's about giving thanks. And not giving a shit about people's feelings. So, number two, mashed potatoes and gravy. You got to throw the gravy in there. If it's a good gravy, it deserves to be up there. Hands down, mashed potatoes is probably one of my all-time favorite foods. I've always loved mashed potatoes since I was a child. Since I was a little boy, I came out of my mom's room and said, I want mashed potatoes. And that's just how it's been ever since. Number one is turkey. If you don't eat turkey on Thanksgiving, I don't consider you American. I think that you're probably part of the Taliban or part of some CIA program that's just trying to infiltrate America and make us into people that we shouldn't be because that's what turkey is literally. That's what turkeys were born for. They are born to be slaughtered for Thanksgiving dinner. And the fact that you won't eat a turkey, you'll eat a ham, a ham that you're supposed to eat on Easter, a ham that you're supposed to eat any other time of the year, ham that you eat turkey on Thanksgiving dinner. Thanksgiving dinner is meant for turkey. That is how the pilgrims did it. That's how the world of America was made. So you need to honor our forefathers. And if you don't, you're probably a freaking, like I said, Taliban agent, part of the CIA. You probably got some mental issues. You probably vote democrat i mean that's maybe rude of me to say but it's more than likely true so if you're not eating turkey on thanksgiving i think that you need to take a good look at yourself probably go have a meeting with your therapist and probably be put on some antidepressants because something is more than likely wrong with you and i'm not here for the arguments that turkey's overrated it's not overrated i'm sorry that your grandma doesn't know how to cook i'm sorry that your mom doesn't know how to cook i'm sorry that you come from a family that doesn't know how to cook not my problem marry into a family that does know how to cook figure it out learn to cook Turkey is meant for Thanksgiving, and if you think otherwise, then I think that you need to take a deep, dark look at yourself and think about maybe stepping back from the ledge for a little bit. Okay, bud? Figure it the fuck out. Now moving on to my top takeaways from this weekend's college football action. It was quite a weekend, let's to say the least. There was lots of possible upsets and only a couple actual upsets. I think I want to call this weekend the weekend of almost. I mean, so many upsets across the board. So many opportunities for so many teams to play hero, you know, be everyone's savior. But the one that did end up happening was by far the best and the one that I also predicted and I should have bet and I should have done so many different things with was South Carolina Gamecocks, raw dog and Tennessee Volunteers. I said volunteers. I meant to say vol, 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 volunteers, dude. I am my speech impediment gets worse and worse by the day, and I don't even think I have one. I'm just making it up. 
But Tennessee gets absolutely embarrassed by South Carolina at home for South Carolina. They ran out of fireworks. That's how many touchdowns they were scoring. Spencer Rattler looked like he was the top 10 pick. We all thought that he was meant to be when he was coming out of high school and coming into college. He, he's got a swagger back. It looked like they're playing Beamer ball. They got the job done. They ran up the score just like Tennessee did to them last year. Got a little bit of revenge. The fans stormed the field. But by far, the best thing that came out of that game was the fact that before Tennessee's game, they were saying how TCU's not better than them, Michigan's not better than them, Ohio State ain't better than them, that they none of those teams should be ranked ahead of them. And then what do they do? They go out and get absolutely pissed pounded the entire game from jump start to finish i don't know if i i don't know man my words don't ever work they absolutely dominated them and there was tennessee fans all before the game all over twitter oh my god we're so good these teams all suck yada 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 even saw one today everyone's like this guy was like they're all talking about us. That means we're back. No, dude. Nobody's talking about you. Everyone's making fun of you because y'all got on your high horses and then got fucking embarrassed. And you didn't just get embarrassed. You got motherfucking embarrassed, dude. It's like shitting your pants in class embarrassed. And I've done that before. That's how embarrassed you got. Your whole world just got shit rocked. You're not there yet. And it does suck that Hendon Hooker got hurt. That one really blows for you. Like I said earlier, though. The worst part about it is, usually when you hear the terms, the hooker's going down, usually a good thing, but tonight, or Saturday night, it wasn't. But it's not like it would have mattered. They were already getting their ass kicked. It's just hilarious to watch Tennessee be up on their high horse and just have this quick fall from grace. So shout out to you, Vol fans. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving and Christmas. Maybe we'll see you in basketball season, but Bruce Pearl always seems to choke that shit down the drain too. Oh, wait, not Bruce Pearl. Oh my god, no, 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 Rick Barnes, same guy. I mean, same guy. They both shit down their leg no matter what. So when March comes around, they, that's just what they're good at. Sorry. I hope I didn't bring any trauma back to you Tennessee fans. But that's better luck next year, guys. And hopefully you have a, a good quarterback, you know. I don't, I don't, I think Joe Milton's coming back. So they actually might be pretty good, actually. So I don't know. Just a great day for me on Saturday. That was a great day for me. It really was. But just going back to TCU now, TCU found a way to get it done. What an absolute wild ending. What the fuck was Sonny Dykes thinking? I don't know. I don't care. I loved every second of it. Got the job done. That's all that matters. You're loving to know. You ain't got to apologize for it. You beat good teams. You beat bad teams. You've won games you probably shouldn't have. You've got the job done. You've blown people out. That's that's the the makings of a championship team. So the Horn Frogs are going to keep on fighting, and they're going to fight themselves into a playoff spot. I know, I know that for a damn fact. Michigan, on the other hand, they got very lucky, in my opinion. I I think Brett Belma kind of pissed down his leg and wasn't being aggressive enough to try and secure a first down to basically end the game and have a huge upset against the top three team in the country and set themselves up to win the Big Ten West. Could have done that easily. But I don't – man, dude, Michigan, I don't, I don't get it. I don't see – the only reason I think they're ranked number three is because they're 11-0 – and they haven't lost, I guess. And they've blown a lot of their shitty competition out, which should should be easy for them. But the first real tough team, in my opinion, they play a real tough physical team. They fucking damn near lose. And I don't care about Blake Corum being out. That team's not good. You should not rely on your running back. Your running back in today's world of football 
to be your only source of offense. J.J. McCarthy is not... I mean, I've never, I haven't seen nothing from the kid this year that makes me feel like he is a legit fucking top-tier college quarterback. I think he's just an average guy that's just going to maybe throw a couple average passes and get you by throughout the game. Michigan's offense is garbage, man. Their fucking third-string running back comes in and he couldn't even get anything going. I mean, they got lucky with the pass interference call, in my opinion. I, I do agree there's a pass interference, but they're lucky the offensive pass interference didn't get called the play before. I just don't. I do not see it with Michigan. I feel like Ohio State's going to embarrass them this weekend. I feel like even if they beat Ohio because I don't think Ohio State's very good. I mean, they barely survived Maryland. The only reason that score was big was because of the late defensive touchdown they had. I think that no one is good this year. Let's put it that way. I mean, I already talked a little bit about Ohio State, Georgia. Their defense is phenomenal, but their offense was lacking against Kentucky, which I'm like, come on. I mean, I know Kentucky's a little bit better on defense, but those those top teams this year, I don't think anyone's that good. And I think anyone could win. And the worst part about it all is Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan could all go undefeated and everyone be like, we're the greatest team ever. When in reality, in my opinion, I don't see it. I don't see. I seriously think LSU can beat Georgia in a couple weeks. I think... LSU could beat anybody in a couple weeks. I think LSU could get their ass kicked in a couple weeks. And I feel the same way about Georgia. I feel the same way about Ohio State. I feel the same way probably a lot more about Michigan. TCU not so much because I'm rocking with the fucking frogs to win it all. But I'm just, I don't, I don't see it this year with those three teams, especially at the top. I don't see them setting themselves apart. I think they're all easily, easily beatable. I mean, Michigan has no offense outside of Blake Quorum. Ohio State's been shady on offense, but they also haven't played a whole lot of tough defenses this year to prove to me that they're interstellar and they're this amazing offense and their defense has struggled. I mean, they gave up 30 points this weekend. That's not necessarily a good defense. I mean, Georgia's defense has played phenomenal, but if they're their defense has a bad night or a quarterback finds a way to expose them or they come up with the perfect offensive game plan. It's doable because their offense hasn't done anything this year. Their offense hasn't been what it was last year where it seemed like they would still win games. I mean, Stetson seems to be just the same guy. He doesn't seem to me to be improved. I don't see it with those three top teams. And I still don't see it with TCU. I don't see it with USC. I don't see it with LSU. In my personal opinion, I have no absolute fucking clue who's going to win the college football playoff this year. I really don't. I it beats me, man. It's, I just don't, I don't know who's good. I don't know who's going to set themselves apart. I don't know who's, who's actually going to win this year. I just watch it and I don't, I don't see it. I just don't. The ACC's dreams though, they're basically shot now. North Carolina was uh, upset by Georgia Tech. So that really hurts them, obviously. And pretty much ends the Drake May Heisman conversation, which I think is stupid. I think he's still very deserving of it. I think he's been the best quarterback in all college football. I think he's been the best player in all of college football. I think you put anybody else in that position, the team's a 6-6 six and six team at the end of the day. And it definitely hurts Clemson, you know, not having a good UNC, higher-ranked UNC, I guess, for the ACC championship. But who knows? Maybe fucking Shane Beamer and the old Cox are going to come out and beat him. I wouldn't be surprised, man. If they come out like they did against Tennessee, and Spencer keeps playing the way he is, could be a done deal. But then again, you know, I I could see... An inexperienced team like this, they've they've had their ups and downs this year. So I could, oh, big yawn. I'm sorry. I could see them, you know, kind of putting it together. I could see them also shit in the bed big time and losing by 50, and somehow making Clemson look like they're world beaters. But we'll see. 
LSU won easily. You know, that was a boring game. Vanderbilt beat Florida, another SEC win for Vandy. They also stormed the field because they don't win a lot, so it's cool for them. And Florida's just in an absolute tailspin right now. I don't know what they think to do with uh, old Billy Napier. I mean, it's not looking like it was the best hire like everyone thought it was. I think they I think that the level that uh, Florida came out at this season was top tier, top notch, you know, but it's, it's quickly faded. I also think that if they would have played that game in Utah – think utah would have won early in the season so i don't i think that kind of got their hopes really high up but i don't think that they're very good and i think there's a long way to go for that program but i would think that anthony richardson was coming back because i don't know why he would go pro i don't know who would draft him but some retard who thinks that he's an nfl gm and has never played a game of madden or ever watched a game of football in his life but he he knows what the draft you know well you see my 70 year old scout bobby jr that lives down there in florida told me that anthony richardson's the best prospect he's ever seen even though he hardly ever throws a touchdown and he hardly ever makes a right decision but it seems like he could be the feature of our franchise yeah no fuck off with that noise fuck off with that noise Texas A&M, I mean, what a dumpster fire program they are right now. They're just counting down the days for Jimbo Fisher to finally be able to get fired. But who knows? They might come up with the money. I think they're going to come up with the money to get Jimbo fired. I would be very surprised if they didn't come up with the money to get him fired. It would honestly blow my motherfucking mind. Dude, I'm going like crazy. Alabama fans were really close to jumping off the bridge after the slow start they had against Austin P. That was almost dangerous. The early goal line stop against an FCS opponent stopped you at the goal line. Dangerous. Yeah. So the funny thing, though, about Alabama is everyone, you know, going around, this is the worst year Alabama's had in years. It's eight. They're going to finish probably 10 and two. And then the best year Tennessee's had in years is 10 and two. It's just funny the difference of programs sometimes, especially like those two being rivals. Old Miss, though, by far the biggest one that was uh, disgusting. They got destroyed by Arkansas. Absolutely piss pounded, dude. I mean, you know, some people are saying Lane is looking ahead to the Egg Bowl. You know, it's a big, it's a big thing in the state of Mississippi. It's a big thing for him. He can go three and zero against Mike Leach. But then other people are saying he's looking ahead to the Auburn job, which is very, very possible. But I don't know. I, I would like him to stay at Ole Miss, so please, Lane, stay at Ole Miss for me. You don't know me, but please stay there. So we'll see what happens there. Oregon found a way. They got the job done on Saturday. I'm happy I listed my wife and took Oregon Moneyline. She just knows what she's talking about. She's fucking, she knows sports better than me. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm pretty fucking stupid. I just like to talk. So that's why you're listening to me, probably. USC, 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 UCLA was uh, quite the game back and forth throughout damn near the whole game. I absolutely love the uniform matchups that they had. You know, there's a lot of talk now that uh, Caleb Williams is kind of in the driver's seat to win the Heisman. I think he, he probably definitely, to me, has the best, easiest path to get it. You know, he shows out against Notre Dame this weekend, who's much improved compared to who they were early in the season. They're looking a lot better. You know, if he shows out against Notre Dame, um, especially if they just put a shutout out this weekend and then has a good game against Oregon in the Pac-12 championship, I, I think there's going to be a lot of discussion about him winning the Heisman, which I think he's probably, other than Drake May right now, to me, he's the, he's the second best player in all college football right now. I, I Hands down, Drake May is number one. But that's college football this weekend. You know, I'm looking forward to this weekend, rivalry week. Oh, I still will be doing my normal show, you know, with Thanksgiving. I'm still going to be having a new episode on Friday, just just so you are aware. 
so you don't have to worry about me leaving you high and dry even though you're probably not going to listen because you're going to have other stuff to do because you have to spend time with your fucking family which is disgusting but that's just how the world works you know the Raiders got another win for them you know they won in OT with Devontae Adams finally they about about fucking damn time they did something they were they're, they seem to be kind of hopefully going in the right direction. I mean, they struggled against the Broncos, but the Broncos are pretty good defensively. I mean, their offense should be good too, but it doesn't seem to do that. Dude, I cannot stop yawning. I'm, I'm, my apologies. I'm really sorry. I Like I talked about earlier, the Cowboys beat the crap out of the Vikings. I don't even want to talk about it. It just hurts my feelings because I thought that there was a real legit chance the Vikings were going to win that game. But, nope, they got the shit beat out of them. So... The Lions have now won three in a row, and there was a sweet clip of uh, Dan Campbell after the game, um, you know, hyping the guys up, and it's just they're changing the culture there. Things seem to be going the right way for them, and I, I love I love that for the I love that for the Lions. I, I want to see the Lions have a ton of success, and I think that they're well on their way and heading in the right direction to to get that job done, and hopefully win a couple games this year. The Eagles beat the Colts. I was wrong about that one. I really thought Jeff Saturday was going to come out and find a way to get the job done but he didn't and Nick Sirianni has to be probably one of the most annoying people in the world after the game he's going around just screaming and freaking out and he's just like he's like a child that's throwing a tantrum tantrum sometimes dude I'm like Jesus what are you even upset about like I don't feel like a lot of people have doubted the guy as a head coach but he goes around and acts like he does he's just like he honestly is just like that local douchebag who like Everyone knows is a joke, but he does have some success in his life. But at the same time, you're like, dude, you're a joke. Because at some point, the Eagles are going to be exposed as the frauds that they are. Said, said. Yeah, fuck you, Philadelphia. I don't even I don't even talk shit about Philadelphia, but fuck Philadelphia, dude. Philly fans do seem to be some of the most annoying in the world. And it retains to every single sport that they're involved in. They're just a bunch of annoying cunts. I said it. Yep. Anyways. The Bengals, also, the, probably my last NFL thought here, the Bengals finally broke the, after you play the Panthers, um, curse. You know, after you play the Panthers, you would lose a game every time. It just, even off the bye week, it happened. But, not to the Bengals. The Bengals found a way to win in overtime, and that one really hurt because I had the under there, and it was way, way over. Way over. It was like 26 points over. I'm like, oh my god, Riley, why are you such a fat, stupid retard? That's what I say to myself on the daily when I lose a bet. I don't mean it, and I don't mean if I hurt anybody's feelings. I'm just, I like to hate myself. It, it, it fucking fires me up, dude. I'm fucking so, <clears throat> man, dude. Yeah, you know what? I'm going I'm to fucking win all my best this weekend. I'm going to fucking win everybody much money. I'm going to look at the board. I'm going to have a couple extra days off, dude. Oh, my God. The bets I'm going to come out with this weekend, they're going to fucking fire everybody up. They're going to get everybody moist and juicy on the inside. We're going to win a bunch of money. We're going to give things. We're going to do all sorts of things. We're going to take that money, and we're going to take our ladies out to a nice dinner, a nice little vacation because we're winning thousands upon thousands of dollars this weekend because I'm pissed at myself for losing you guys' money, giving out stupid bets, especially that Bengals Steelers under. So I promise from this point on, I will be better. There will be no one that works harder than me. There will be no one that gives better bets out than me. There will be no one that will put their people on their back as hard as I will. I promise you that. It was like my little Tim Tebow speech right there, dude. That's what I felt. I couldn't remember all the words to his speech, but that's what I'm feeling on the inside. What do we got going on here at the halftime show? Is this a little mariachi band? Holy shit, dude. This is a good time for this edible to be kicking in. Except for all the lights, man. That's a little bit much. I don't know how I feel about that. 
I wonder who these people are. I can't, I don't have volume on you. I'm just watching on my computer and I'm just like, I'm, I'm fucking digging it though, dude. I bet. Oh yeah. I bet. I'm a, this is a vibe. This is a vibe. All right. Let's finish out this show here so I can go do whatever they want with the rest of my night. But hopefully I hope you enjoyed the show. So just my thoughts. This is just my thoughts. Okay. Hold on. I need a drink of water because this is going to be probably a big rant that I think that's going to happen, but it's really not going to take that long. Honestly, it's probably going to be a very short rant, but in my head, it's going to be like 10 minutes long. So, okay. Are you ready? So just my thoughts. It's just my thoughts that I think that we should get rid of college football bowl games for a multiple multitude of reasons. The FCS season just wrapped up. We saw they have a 2014 playoff. They've been doing it for years. I still don't know why Division One FBS level college football couldn't do a 2014 playoff. It doesn't seem like it's something that would be too hard. It really doesn't. And I understand there's a lot of money involved behind it. Okay, it's pretty easy. Use that bowl game money, use it for the games. It's that fucking simple. Really not that hard to understand. Bowl games are pointless. After this weekend's game, there's going to be all sorts of kids that are going to be dropping out, declaring for the draft, not playing in the bowl game, and people are going to be like, why are they not playing? It's just so stupid. They're such losers. Why are they not do that? Because, for one, it's stupid. Two, it's a waste of their time. Three, it's a game that means absolutely nothing. The game means nothing to nobody. I don't care what you say. Your team making the Liberty Bowl, your team making the Rose Bowl, none of that matters. It's all a participation trophy. College football has literally made the world softer because we just give out participation trophies to teams that had a decent season. It's so stupid. It's a waste of time. I don't even watch the bowl games. I know there's people out there that are going to say, well, how can you not? You know, it's it's still football. It's still it's still betting. But nobody's playing. Nothing, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything to me. I love to gamble, but I hate gambling on games I know nothing about or I don't care to know nothing about. They're a waste of time. Man, we could easily have a fucking 24 or 32-team playoff. It, it'd be so simple. I mean, think about it. The NFL, these guys play so many games. Why can't they do it at FBS College Football? They do it in the NAIA. They do it in Division Three. They do it in Division Two. They do it in the FCS. They all have a big playoff. So why, oh why, can the biggest level of college football not do it? And it doesn't matter about the competition. Who cares? There's still always going to be an upset because that's just how it works. There's always one upset. We're never going to get one, two, three, and four in the playoff to finish out the season. That would never happen. I could guarantee it. I'm working on a little project to even prove my point further. I just have to wait until like the new college football game comes out so I can simulate games and stuff like that. But I just totally, totally do not agree with still having bowl games. I don't agree with not having an expanded playoff. It's all a waste of time. It's all money. Nobody plays in the games. Yeah, sure, you get the kids that get a get ready for next year but what's that fucking matter half those kids might not even end up starting half those kids still might transfer out bowl games are just a waste of time in today's college football they were always a waste of time and i don't care what you say the rose bowl the fiesta bowl the orange bowl all the bowls they're stupid and pointless and they don't there's nothing special to them there really isn't. And I know there's the people that get hard for the Rose Bowl. You can go suck a bag of rocks, man. There's nothing special about it. It's a fucking, what, it's in Los Angeles, California, the worst fucking part of the United States of America? 
Like, cool, whoop de doo It's still a piece of shit bowl game that no one fucking gives a shit about. Because I saw a Michigan fan. The whole reason I got on this is because I saw a Michigan fan that said, would you rather finish it in the playoff or would you rather play in the Rose Bowl? I'd rather make it to the playoffs and know that my team actually fucking means something this year than playing some fucking bowl game that doesn't even matter. What does it do? It gives you bragging rights against a team that you probably don't play for another 10 years until you meet in a bowl game where you play a non-conference game? Like, it's stupid. It's a participation trophy. Like, good job, guys. You went 6-6 six and six this year. You won one more game. You're above 500. Fuck yeah. Woo. No. It's stupid. Bowl games creates a loser mentality and creates a loser world. Get rid of them, but I'll probably still gamble on them this year. That's today's show. I'm Riley Brayfield. I hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Send to a lo- send to a freaking low life piece of shit like me that loves loves bowl games. I don't love them, so don't. I'm not saying me, but just a low life piece of shit. Send it to them and be like, listen to this, you fucking loser. But whatever. I love you. Goodbye. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Your boy Titties 